5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, today we're going to continue in James as we get to more quintessential James epistle language and terminology. James 2, 17 and 18. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So there's a Pastor Ed who uses an illustration when he talks about this section, and I thought it was fitting because it's about Chicago. So in Chicago, June 16, 1893, the Ferris wheel built by engineer George Ferris made its debut. It was built in an effort to create an American equivalent to the Eiffel Tower. On its inaugural ride, the Pittsburgh Commercial Gazette reported that when the car, each of which held about 40 people, holding Ferris's wife, reached 266 feet high, she stood on the chair and toasted her husband. The paper stated she wasn't a bit afraid as she stood there, and that alone shows the immense amount of faith that she must have in George Ferris, both as husband and mechanical engineer. She trusted and she showed her trust to a watching world by not only riding the machine, white-knuckled, but by bravely standing on the chair. Her work showed her faith. Hey, I really felt today that that was a good illustration because we've spent a lot of time talking about this issue of what justifies us. I mean, in, in trying to really get across that there are people who think that this is a contradiction of where Paul and James maybe even would battle against each other. And this really isn't a matter of James calling people to say you're justified by more than just faith. It's not James trying to be able to contradict basically all of Scripture. This is the where we have to be able to discern. This is where we have to be able to say, where, how, how can we understand this better? And this is the reason why we ultimately don't get trapped in the, well, if one verse is going to define our whole theology of justification. We instead, when we're looking at this verse, and we're looking at those other verses, we're saying, no, ultimately they reinforce one another. Because we know that when true faith is lived out, there's going to be good works. Why? Because God already said it. God said he's already going to plan them, put them in our way in Ephesians 2.10. Right? We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So we know that God already says it. He says when we are living the life that he's called us to, that we are automatically going to be walking in these good works. Why? Because God already planned them in advance. God is putting people in our path today that even though we might be socially distant, we still might be you know, afraid to uh, you know, get into those conversations with people, but God's putting people in our path. And maybe it's the ones that already live in our household. And maybe we don't spend enough time trying to be able to figure out one another that are closest to us. And then when we, you know, kind of look at those relationships, 
then God says, all right, now I'm going to prepare you to be able to speak into others' lives as well. It's time for us to be able to live that out, not just believe that everything is just going to just drop into our laps, but we say, God, how do I live this out today? Who can I serve? Who can you put in front of me to serve? And guess what? Right now, it's going to be those closest to us. So where are we serving? Where are we loving? Where are we trying to live out the faith that God has given to us? I believe the Christian church has been called out on this because what the people outside of the church, people who are not uh, you know, Christians or followers of Jesus, have been looking at the church and saying, your, your actions don't match your words, what you say you believe. And when they're looking at that, like, why would they ever want to be a part of something that doesn't match what they're, what they're saying they're about? And this is why even, so James is doing the same thing with the, with the people there is, and, and this is a reason why it echoes into a practical faith today is because it's the same thing that, that's happening. We have some followers of Jesus and maybe, you know, we have to always start with ourselves before we're ever trying to point any fingers. We're saying there's some hypocritical parts now we say yes everybody's a hypocrite and you know you're welcome to the party. But where can we say you know what I've got to start putting into action the things that I'm actually believing. If I believe that Jesus is powerful and that God can change lives that there's transformation in the work that can be made like why am I not speaking about it? Why am I not trying to be able to carry anything out? outside of my own, you know, the things that are going to benefit me, the things that are going to help me, or people who look like me, sound like me, act like me. And so it's time for us. You know, yesterday we talked about some practical ways of serving the shelterless. And so here we say, what about everything else? What about all of the rest of life? What is the way that I can look like the things that I also believe, teach, confess. How is that lived out in everyday life? So I want you to think about that in your own life because it has to start with us, not with them or the others. But it's always going to start with you. It's going to start with me looking at ourselves. And what does this mean when we're trying to live it out? All right, everybody, have a great weekend and we'll be back on Monday. Take care. Take care.